Hey, this is Val Selby, and after over 20 years online, I can track where my mindset has blocked me. If procrastination, imposter syndrome, and a lack of focus have been blocking your biz, then Val Full Volume is here to help you see choices you are making. Get ready to use your expertise to collaborate like a pro as you create the business of your dreams. Now is the time to make changes and live your best life. Let's get to it. Okay, everyone. Thanks for being back here. I am excited to have another guest with me today because you know I haven't been doing so many of those in the recent months. And of course, as always, I always say this, every guest is coming in exactly what I need to hear, which I know is also that you will need to be here because you're on this journey with me. (laughs) So I'd like to welcome Lauren for coming in. Thank you for having a chat with me and Gosh, it's so hard to not just go like right in. <laughs> yes, I hear you. I hear you. But Val, I I love connecting with other entrepreneurs. And when you told me that you live like 45 minutes from me, my heart just sang. So I'm really, really thrilled so to be here crazy. making a new friend. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, we were just talking about the fact that I've had a few other Washingtonians recently that there's definitely got to be a meetup somewhere yes. happening soon. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so Lauren, would you go ahead and tell my listeners whatever you would like them to know about you? Yes. Okay. So I'm Lauren Gaggioli. You can say it like ravioli and you have to use your hand if you're going to get the pronunciation (laughs) correct. So uh, I married into the name, but I'm actually more Italian than my husband, which is hilarious (laughs) to me. But I got my start. If you go in the way, way back machine, I have a degree in theater. It is the exact wrong degree for a person like me. I'm very type A and I didn't want to produce and write and direct. So to just be an actress, you know, acting to the whims of other people, I realized very quickly that was annoying to me. And also (laughs) I really hate wasted time. Like efficiency is one of my highest values. And so after a couple of stints on sets, I was like, oh my Lord, I need to get out of here. (laughs) So uh, I pivoted very quickly and I started kind of while I was pursuing acting, I started tutoring the ACT and SAT, kind of going back to my nerdy roots as a way to make money. And I was working with a larger company, but realized that I had a real affinity for it. I love to teach. Teaching is absolutely my bag. And I really actually adore teenagers and cats, as you can hear. (laughs) (laughs) And so I really kind of found this amazing little niche. And like, I found that the thing that really made the test prep curriculum that I was given sing was when I went off script. And so I really was able to see the human behind the questions and meet them with unique answers instead of just, this is how you do it. So I also realized, and this will come into uh, bearing later, that I like frameworks, not formulas. And I prefer to teach in that way so that there is wiggle room for individuals to really own who they are, their own story. And now after creating an online ACT and SAT company where I ran it for seven years and then sold it for six figures. I have pivoted into helping other entrepreneurs, particularly digital entrepreneurs, but it works for everybody, learn the ropes around SEO. So search engine optimization, making you know best friends with Uncle Google and helping yourself by paving the path 
for cold traffic, prospects you've never met, to find you, connect with you, and learn and grow with you and your business to turn them strangers on the internet into happy clients, leveraging the power of Google. So that's what I do now. And I love it. And I love handing off that knowledge. This is not the kind of thing we're like, and now we are bound at the hip if you would like results for forever. I want to teach Amanda Fish and send him away. Yeah. So that's that's my happy place. And I love doing podcast interviews because there's so much potential here. There's so much possibility. And I love giving people a taste of what is actually possible. And it all is fed from my own story. So it's tried and true. It's what I've done. And now I'm doing it for clients and friends. Right. So. SEO. I know some of us. I know. (laughs) Some of us just went boo hiss. (laughs) And and I know for me, it's years of saying that and just like pushing it back. It's like I'm gonna do it later. It feels like work. (laughs) I don't wanna, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I think I've told myself that for so many years that I like believe it now. It's like, oh yeah. But you you start looking and it's like, but what if I had been doing it all those years? <laughs> and that is the thing. The best time to plant an SEO optimized blog post was 12 to 18 months ago. Right. So yes, like the next best time is today. Right. Val, I'm so curious because when people tell me that and I get that a lot, I love to understand, is it just the fact that it seems work? Because you clearly are a hard worker. You're doing a lot in your business. It doesn't what feel the- fun. Oh, it doesn't feel fun or creative. Ha ha. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You're my person. Like, I definitely like, don't tell me what to do. I would right, do it the other just way. Like, you must do this. This is all that you can do. <laughs> Frameworks. Frameworks are the answer. See, this is exactly, yeah, that's exactly why I had you do your intro because this was <laughs> not really the conversation that I thought we were going to have, but we are definitely going to go into, so what does frameworks mean versus? Yeah. So a formula to me is a math problem. If you do A and then you add B, you will get C. And that is inherently boring. Like it, it has its place. Like I'm glad that math exists, but what I want to give people is the full view. I don't want to like just give you the next right step and be like, and do what I say. And then I will tell you the next step. Like, <laughs> that's no fun. Like, I want to show you the potential, the possibility, and help you see the full vision of what is possible. So, for example, in that spirit, I drove for three years straight 16,000 new users per month to my ACT and SAT prep company's website for free, no ad spend, entirely to content I had written. I am a solopreneur. My dad did my finances. My mom did my shipping, everything else, curriculum, course creation, website maintenance. I had someone build the website initially, but after that, it was all me. It was me. And I wanted high profit margins, (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to boost those profit margins by keeping the overhead low. And so I didn't bring other people on. I put it on my own shoulders. So I'm saying this is a possibility. Like what would 16,000 people coming through your door, your digital door, do for your business? Huge. Let's say you converted 1% of them, which is the average, Mm -hmm. right? What does that do for you? You can start doing the math really quickly back in the napkin, right? 1% is easy. So there's a formula, but like, it opens the door for you to say like, oh my gosh, like I don't need to boil the ocean. I just need the right people 
to come to my site at the right time when they have a question that comes right before they're ready to buy. Mm-hmm. Or that's an informational intent query. So when you do keyword research, it comes in two flavors. There's informational intent, somebody who's like, what is organic marketing? Versus somebody who is more of a transactional intent. They're like, is there an organic marketing course? That person has a credit card in hand and you want to treat that traffic differently and you want to offer different things to that traffic. So there's ways you can actually boost your conversion. But this, it's just... Once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's kind of like taking, I forget which one it is. I think it's the red pill in the matrix. (laughs) Like once you start seeing how it works and you don't have to do everything to have it work. And also if anybody's thinking like, oh, it's going to stifle my creativity. Actually, it's going to show you the exact language that your ideal prospect is using. And when we can mirror that language, we engender that no like, and trust factor much more quickly. And so it's like body language mirroring. It's the same principle, but with language. And you're telling Google exactly what you're doing. And even if you don't do everything right by SEO standards, you can still succeed. I was up against the Kaplan's, the Princeton Reviews, the revolution preps of the world. And as a solo person, I was still able to have a profitable business and I attained the four-hour work week magic. So I totally want to come to this as your cheerleader and say, even if it seems awful, how you deal with the queries that you're addressing, that's the creative spot. But if you ever feel like you're screaming into the void or you don't know what to write next, then this is like a way to go, oh, this is what they want Mm -hmm. and to figure it out from that. And I think you touching on the fact that it's telling Google who you are and what you're doing. I mean, of course, we're telling everyone there. And that reminds me of back when I had a previous website and I was bringing on a social media manager and we didn't know each other. And so she was just on my website and she comes back to me. She's just like, I can't figure out what you do. And of course, for me, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and then I tried to look with her eyes and went, holy hell, my homepage does not tell anybody what I am doing and what I stand for or anything. So it's taking that, that I don't want to say niche down, people freak out when you say niche down, but each page has its own story, right? Yes. Yes. And also like you bring up such a good point. A lot of us who are designing a website, we go, oh, the homepage, that's my front door. That's where people will come through. But unless you're Tony Robbins, people probably aren't looking for you by name. And so what they're actually going to find you for are the things they know they need. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily know they need you. They're going to ask questions because when people are ready to solve problems, they ask Google for answers. They're going to ask questions that are around the thing you talk about. And then they're going to hit a blog post because that's far more granular. Mm -hmm. So rather than this flow down from homepage to about page to maybe then they'll look at some blog posts. It's actually the other way around. They come up through the roots. They come up through those more granular answers to the questions they ask Google in an ideal world. Mm -hmm. And then they're able to find you and understand who you are and how you answer that particular question. So that's the creative piece, Mm -hmm. right? But we have to start. So many of us want to say what we're not. So many of us start with like, 
I'm not an interior designer. I am a modern leaning eclectic collector. Like we go to all this like weird language that if you tell people what you aren't, you're not telling them what you are necessarily. And then Google doesn't know what you are. So if you say I'm an interior decorator and I specialize in as opposed to I'm not this, right? So it's a really different way of sort of flipping it because we, we do need to stand in our purpose, stand in how we're different, stand in how we uniquely serve. But in order for search to work, we have to start at the connection point of what people know we are mm-hmm. and then work from there. Mm-hmm. Well, and the words that they are looking for. Yes. In I, and, the words they are And they're usually for. pretty yes. basic. I mean, if we think of it, you know, if we're pulling up our phone, what are we typing in there? What are we mm-hmm. asking Google? Like today I was looking for recipes. I'm not looking for some weird random words. I am looking for, usually I'm typing in, what's the best chicken recipe? (laughs) Easy weeknight chicken recipe. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that's the thing. How do we get to our customers? Yes. With the easy words that they're looking for. Yes. So maybe I overwhelm myself when I start thinking that way, because even just bringing that in is just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So keyword research is where it all starts, you know? And I think there's something, I think a lot of entrepreneurs were creative. We want to like, just say, like, just show up, just have impact and then you'll have income. It's like, yeah, but you don't have impact if there's nobody listening. And so that's lovely. And ideally, yes, I don't want you to like shape shift who you are to fit something. However, if you know what you do and you know who you are and you know how you serve and how well you do it, is there a way for you to find the language that somebody else who is in need of what you do would use? And the answer is keyword research. Mm -hmm. And I use a tool called Ahrefs. There's a few, there's Moz, there's SEMrush, there's, and Ahrefs is the one I have landed on. They have a free keyword generator where you can start typing in queries and it'll tell you Mm -hmm. what words are used and adjacent words like in the similar vein, what the keyword difficulty is to rank and what the monthly search volume in Google is averaged for the last 12 months. And so you can see, like, if I'm using language, I had somebody, I had a client who was, oh my gosh, this cat, she sounds like she's Oh, I can barely hear her, so we're all good. Okay, (laughs) good. She just sounds like she's dying. (laughs) She's not, I swear. She's fine. Oh, sorry. I had a client who, he was using the term recurring income. He's an expert around memberships and he was using recurring income. And what people are actually searching for when you put that in, Mm -hmm. he found that recurring revenue is actually the term Uh, that people are using. uh And so now, no, he's not writing a post about that, but by using that language instead, Mm -hmm. he's now anybody who does come to his blog is more likely to find it in alignment. There's no friction, right? Between like, oh, he's saying recurring income. Does that mean what I'm talking about or... I mean, is that the same? Like, you know, it reduces the friction, reduces the questions because as Denise Duffield Thomas says, a confused mind will not buy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we want to do here with our keyword research is even if you do nothing else with it, just knowing the language that's out there, knowing the Uh keyword volumes, hugely helpful. Well, and I mean, 
I know I've gotten two different times because I've gone through so much like coaching stuff and then you hang out with other coaches. And then next thing you know, you've got the coaching words popping out of your mouth. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm resonating. (laughs) I'm like this and that. I'm like, like, it's going to happen. Wait for it. There's a coaching word. It's coming out of my mouth. (laughs) But I, I know one of the reasons why that was bothering me was because that's not what people are looking for or the right. words that they are necessarily wanting to hear. So once it started going in, I'm like, oh gosh, you're going to lose touch. Stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, your awareness around that is really important. Like you have that understanding of there's like this fuzzy middle gray area where I'm either like, if I go too far over this line, then I don't resonate. But also if you go too far the other way, then it doesn't look like you know what you're talking about. Know what you're doing. Exactly. (laughs) It's both sides. And so it's this like, yes, and proposition. Yeah. So I've got things going through my head going, oh my gosh, am I even writing stuff for what people are searching for? Even for mine? I'm like, am I using what my friends and I are used to using for collaborations and joint ventures and stuff like that? Is that us here? I'm Mm -hmm. not going to reach. So yeah, I'll have my assistant start working on that next week. Yeah. (laughs) Go play with this and go see if we're doing it right. (laughs) Please assess where we stand. Exactly. (laughs) Go learn this. I love having him. He's my favorite guy. (laughs) It's always so helpful. (laughs) Helpful to have help. Exactly. So one of the things I did want to talk about, and let's touch on it maybe really quickly, was this whole idea of compartmentalizing. I know I have a lot of women on here, obviously, because as a woman, that's, you know, who I'm usually talking to and helping the most because I'm in it. I'm in it. I've had the same, same issues. But when you talked about compartmentalizing everything, my brain just went, oh my gosh, that's so, so what I can look back and see that I have done over the years. Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, I'm so glad I resonated with you. Yeah. Since we're yeah. using coaching words. I know. I know what that resonates. It's, it's it's a thing. It is. But you know what? It's a beautiful thing when it happens. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Something else that I do is I help people name their purpose. And we come up with what I call your big why statement as a part of a course. And the course was really born out of my working with teens who are heading towards college, many of them blindly mm-hmm. willing to shell out six figures. Oh yeah. I was there. They were like, it wasn't six figures, but I was there yeah. and yeah. sent two kids off that way. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like totally here that some people are like, just go have the college experience. However, like, what do we mean by that? Yeah. And isn't that sort of infantilizing our almost adults to be like, no, like just live in the protective nest. Like to me, what I needed was somebody to to say, you're headed towards adulthood. This is the last stop on the way to Mm -hmm. adulthood. So let's find a way to set you off in a direction that you are going to really thrive and you might pivot later and that's totally fine. But can't be relatively certain you're headed in the right direction because I have a theater degree and that's dumb. For me, not because theater degrees are inherently dumb, but because of who I am. And if we'd had that conversation about like, 
you just don't want to choose who you want to be. <laughs> now you're saying like, I can be a doctor one day and I can be a nurse the next and right. I can go off and be an archaeologist because I have a whole Indiana Jones thing. Like, yeah. that's that's not practical. And like, I couldn't have articulated that in high school that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I just worked with so many high school students and saw myself in them who was like this go-getter who was supposed to go to college using air quotes there. Mm-hmm. And so I just put my head down and did it and wasted three years. Yeah, Not that I didn't learn anything, but there was a more responsible way to steward that time, money and energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that it was manifesting in my high school students as some of them were intrinsically motivated. They were really charging towards that finish line. They could do the test prep because they knew what it was going to get them on the other side and not just out of college, out of high school and into college. What was on the other side of college? They were yeah. connected to that vision. Mm-hmm. And so I could see that in some students. And then the lion's share were either just like me, head down, you know, do-gooders, or they were actively rebelling and mm-hmm. like needed some real big carrots to get them through every step. And it was exhausting for parents. It was exhausting for the kid. People were not connected and having those conversations, like it's such a rite of passage. It can be such a beautiful time of connection. And I could just see like, it's just fights over the dinner table about what to do hasn't been done. (laughs) I had one of each of those kids. There you go. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a lived experience. I'm sure everybody listening who has gone through it or has friends who have gone through it are like, yep, I know where my friend or I fell, you know, (laughs) it's kind of a universal truth. (laughs) And so I wanted a way to reach the kids who were a little bit lost. And so this is a long and roundabout way to say that I created a course about purpose. And it initially, the first iteration was around those students and made for those students. But I realized that I was what I tell my daughter, we need to be a self-rescuing princess. Like I built my own lifeboat with this course. And I was able to name my big why, which is to help others actualize their unrealized potential. I'm doing that with SEO. I do it when I homeschool my kids. I do it in the purpose course. I'm often that friend who like shines a light on the blind spots that people Mm -hmm. have about their own amazingness and say like, why don't we bring that into the light? Mm -hmm. You know, like that's who I am. And I am Lauren in each of those instances doing that. But what I found when my daughter was born, I sort of retroactively realized now I am all encompassed mother because the to do's around taking care of a baby and all the love and all the the new responsibility just never go away. I started to realize how fragmented I was because when I was with my parents, I was daughter. When I was Mm -hmm. with my husband, I was wife. When I was with my friends, I was like this friend or that friend or, and I was like shape shifting constantly. And I just wasn't grounded in who I was. And I didn't notice it until this like new umbrella of motherhood that starts to color everything really came on the scene. Mm -hmm. And so Big Why Life helped me as Lauren kind of unify all of these things and like stand above it all and say, this is what I bring to the table. If I want to live in my purpose each and every day, I can look back and say, did I help anybody, myself included, actualize their unrealized potential? Did I take any action in that direction with anybody. 
And it just leads to this like comfort and fulfillment of Mm -hmm. like, I don't have to say, well, my purpose of my business is this and my purpose in my family is this and my culture over here is that and this and that. Like I can just be me and say, did I move this particular piece forward in any way? And once I can say yes to that, Ah, the rest and ease that comes on the other side is just so beautiful. It's also an amazing litmus test for taking anything new on. Mm -hmm. You go, is this a nice value add? Would this be restorative and restful to me? Or is this me living in my purpose? If the answer is no to either of those things, I can say no. Right. It's so amazing when you hit that, isn't it? I mean, (laughs) luckily you hit it earlier than I did. (laughs) (laughs) A lot longer to... uh, figure that out. But what you're was there too. It was just later. It was that moment of, oh, I'm so tired of putting my filter on and being this person for this person and that person for that one. And it was because I was not feeling okay to be me because I don't think I really knew who me was. Yeah. And exactly what you just said, because now that I've known connection and connecting people in life, and in business, yes, is my thing. It's just like you sit back and you just look at it and go, Of course, of course. <laughs> Why didn't I realize this sooner? It's what I've always done. It's like, yes. Hey, do you know so and so? Because you were asking about this. It's like, I've done that my entire life. Why couldn't I have found that? <laughs> Why you create amazing bundles? Like, this it's exactly in alignment exactly. with who you are. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and I know if you're listening, you're probably going, whatever, you know, because <laughs> you haven't found it. And I, I totally understand. I totally hear you. I had people trying. Well, you can't really, I can't really try to help somebody find their purpose. It sounds like you've got better tools to help people find it instead I have a of whole just curriculum around. Right. And I will tell you, I think, so to your point about like, of course it was this. Yeah. My very first lesson, we go to the people around you and we say, hey, so what do you think my strengths and weaknesses are? And we start to see the containers that we are maybe unwittingly fitting into. Uh-huh. Not, and it's not like, and you put me in this box. It's not like that. It's just like, oh, like this person expected something of me. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. Or like you, and you ask like, what are their favorite memories of you? It's just such a telling exercise. And again, it's not for a gotcha moment. It's just for insight for yourself. Because I genuinely believe, like Liz Gilbert says in Big Magic, that our most amazing treasures are already inside of us. Mm-hmm. We just have to go backwards Mm -hmm. before we can go forwards in that alignment with what's already true and resonant inside of you. And when we can do that, when we can have a beat, so it's an eight-week program, three of those weeks are spent looking backwards, two of those weeks are spent really getting that resonant statement down, really setting the needle on the compass of your life's trajectory, and then we talk about moving it into action because that's where a lot of it stops, right? They're like, oh, you have your purpose now. Uh (laughs) And you're like, no. (laughs) Action can be scary. (laughs) It's so scary to move it into action. And we have to learn how to feel that we're in alignment. And that's just, again, not something we pause long enough as a culture here in the States in particular to even pay attention to. Yeah. 
And not anything we've usually been taught. No. And I don't think it's ever too early. Like I have this thing with my kids that, and it's probably the Indiana Jones thing, that (laughs) I want to be an archaeologist with my kids rather than an architect. Yeah. I don't want to build them into something I want to see. I want to like strip away what's already there and see their truest hearts. Like Uh any hangups, any like foibles they have, like my little guy, he's four. He's just so sensitive and like is already judging himself, which is not something I am bringing into the conversation, but he is absolutely putting it on his own little shoulders. And so how do I bolster him so that he builds that confidence so he can continue to move forward in integrity with who he is? Because he's already perfect. I can see that. I'm his mother. I'm supposed to see that. And my daughter too. Like I want to elevate the things that genuinely turn them on. And I Mm -hmm. want to continue to reflect that back to them so they can feel as connected to that at all times. And I also want to create a safe culture in our home where they can tell me when I'm wrong. Yep. No, mama, that's not actually what I love. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. You know, I wasn't invested in that. I was just trying to reflect back what I saw. What is it that you do like? Right. And really, I think if we can treat our own inner selves with that kind of tender care, Mm -hmm. you'll be amazed what starts to come out. And some of us are closer to it. We just can't see it. Some of us are further away. It takes a little more work. But I really do believe that this is the kind of work that changes the world because when you stand firm in what you love, that just makes the world better. There are ripple oh, yeah. effects that come from that. And so yeah. I think it's really powerful work to do for yourself, for your family, for your business, for your clients, for the world at large. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause when you show up, you don't know who you're touching. Absolutely. We have no idea the ripples we have made when we show up as ourselves for yeah. sure. It's been wonderful when you can see it, when it of like all of a sudden shows itself to remind you to keep doing. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. That reminder. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So thank you so much, Lauren. I don't want to pack too much in here. Um, (laughs) Because I know we could very easily. We could go on forever. Exactly. (laughs) Do you have any last minute thing, a last minute tip or just anything that's popping in your head that you'd like to share? You know, I think often of those old timey maps where the edge of the map says Darby Dragons. And I think when you feel fear, when you're towards the edge of the map, that's a time to really go, okay, let's meet a dragon. And that could be really cool. So whenever you're feeling, whether it's what we've talked about today, purpose or SEO, like it doesn't matter, but where there's discomfort and also this like curiosity, you can sort of feel that bubbling underneath. In those moments, I just want to encourage you to be brave and figure out what your next right step is. And if I can be a part of that journey, if these two paths are part of it, then by all means, please do get in touch. But wherever that is, find somebody who can support you as you start to explore off the map because the good stuff is out there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. you, So everyone, her information is going to be in the show notes. So scroll on down and you will find out the ways to connect because I know where to use the word. Yep. It's coming out. If you resonated with her, you are (laughs) and attack her social media and probably join her course and not be so afraid of SEO. We're going to, we're going to embrace SEO. Embrace it. Uncle Google is very strong. (laughs) You want to be invited to his Thanksgiving table. Exactly. (laughs) for sure. Thank you, Lauren. 